so we made it. Welcome to episode five of the Value Vault. Now, today, this is the first person that I've actually gotten here, um, and it's Philippe. Say, so I pronounced it right there, Philippe. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Amazing. <laughs> that's Amazing. the one. But um, funny story, me and Philippe, it was actually, it's probably around about, it's about over a year, isn't it? I remember I connected yeah. with you on Maybe Instagram. Two years, actually. Maybe is that what it is? Yeah, yes, maybe. it is actually. It is. Yeah. It is. Because it's a, it, it was around about the beginning of my journey of going down the route of giving value on Instagram. Yeah. And I remember seeing it was a, what was it? It was an engagement ad that you had out there. Yeah. Shadow so work. Of, yeah, the shadow work. And it was just resonated with everything you were sharing and just saying how much value and stuff you were given. Um, and straight away, it was just, yeah, as soon as I had the intention of the podcast, it was like, you've got value to give. And obviously the intention that I have within the value vault, it's not just an area on mindset, it's spirituality. It can be the physical element. It can be the financial relationships, whatever it is. My intention within this is to help everybody just improve themselves in whatever way, shape or form. So what we were just discussing there and then decided to go, right, okay, this is too good. We, we, need, we need to go live now. You know, we were talking about, you know, your journey, your journey coming into this. And I know you were talking a bit of, briefly about Carl Jung. Now, before we press live, what I want you to do there, brother, just continue on from like what we were just sort of like speaking about then in terms of the journey of getting to where you are now and, you know, the particular fields and studies in which you're actually getting yourself into, mate. Okay, yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about just holistically where I started because I think like everyone, there's usually a pain point, something cracks in their life and and makes someone question hey you know I've got to change my route so I would say how I started my journey was through pain you know I, I broke up with an ex um, and there was a lot of pain there and through that pain it made me obviously question like what am I doing am I an unconscious zombie am I a robot am I someone that's following you know mainstream narratives without even thinking so I used that pain initially this was you know I'm 28 now, so 23, 24 years old. And that was the springboard to me trying to discover what I like, what I dislike. And what I was saying earlier to yourself, it, in life, it's not people want to find their passion. And, and you know, sometimes, actually, weirdly enough, passion can be overrated. You might pedestalize passion way too much because you have to sacrifice throughout your life. And there's certain things that, you know, you might not like it at the time, but you must do it, you know? Yeah. And so a bit like yourself, I thought, you know what, let me start the Instagram. You know, let me, I'm not hundred percent percent sure what I like, mm -hmm. but I'm going to experiment, trial and error and see what flourishes. And I think for me was more the last few years learning what I don't like over what I actually like. Yeah, because when you start discovering what you don't like, you get closer to what you like. Let's say mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, but that's that's kind of the gist of my journey. Um, mm -hmm. So obviously, we were talking about Carl Jung. I was trying to, I was going to get into a little bit of detail regarding Jung himself as what, why I got drawn into Jung because obviously, a lot of the new age spirituality kind of circles you see it online. You know, a lot of people talk about shadow work. A lot of people talk about Carl Jung. And I think there's some good reasons why, but I think some of it can be parked towards the more pop psychology element without yeah. really, and what I mean by that is 
maybe not enough people have enough substance around Jung. Yeah. So, so like a surface level where it's almost absolutely. like a trend. It's like, oh, Carl Jung like this without actually going into the surface of, yes. of what it yeah. actually is. Yeah. Yeah. So so then I was like, you know what? Let me actually try and read his collected works. You know, let me try and, you know, delve a little bit deeper and even understand the character. Like who was Jung? So obviously before you press the record, I was mentioning that Jung had this conflict throughout his life. There was one part of him that wanted to uh, be the scientist, you know, to kind of show himself in that kind of light. But there was another part of him that was, he was kind of denying it throughout his life. As he got older, he kind of expressed it, which is the expression was associated with mythology, you know, associated with more his wackier concepts like synchronicity. Mm. And he was scared that throughout his life, he, he, the scientific community would deny him. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Even someone like Jung, he had his own trials and tribulations to kind of distribute the information and the data he found through different experiments he he conducted with patients pretty much um so that's kind of Jung's journey um, I don't know if you wanted me to talk about a bit of shadow work or I don't yeah know. so that that was that was going to be one of the the things within it because I feel like I definitely fall into the category where it's more of the 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 surface level understanding of his material because like i was saying the, the only real sort of work of which i've actually heard of him is either through yourself or through jordan peterson where it's talking about you know the shadow work and i think for me like i have such a it is such a surface level thing where mm. i think my interpretation of it it's like the it's the other half of the self whether it's a dark side the shadow side yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, go, go down go down that end you know just give your sort of interpretation of what it what what the, what shadow work actually is just a caveat because weirdly enough Carl Jung didn't speak about the shadow as much as people think like mm -hmm. it, it wasn't something because obviously he had because Jung didn't want to put um absolute psychological models in place he wanted throughout his work to give ideas and so right. a bit like you know he died around 61 62 961 62 and so he wanted people in the future to kind of delve into his work and kind of evolve his work over time. He mm. just kind of laid the template. And the key thing was because he was a disciple of Freud. Yeah. Um, and so Freud was the first one to really, in the mainstream, 120 years ago, let's say now, mm -hmm. to talk about dreams and the importance of dreams. But how they them two, they diverged because obviously Freud was focused more on the sexual element. Yeah. And he kind of reduced uh, the unconscious to just repressed contents but Jung was like hey there's there's wackier things mm -hmm. in the unconscious now going to shadow work you've yeah you've got the gist in in the sense that the shadow is basically repression is related to whether you unconsciously um, push something down mm -hmm. and then there's also a word called, called suppression and that's when you consciously push something down and so the shadow wow. would contain two two elements. So you've got, so Jung was a bit. You've you've talked about this on your podcast. Obviously, you got your your subconscious. Yeah. You know your personal unconscious, pretty much. Yeah. So Jung went a step further beyond Freud, and his big theory was the collective unconscious. It was related to the archetypes. You know, that's that's yeah. the big theory of Jung, and the collective unconscious can contain elements of the shadow, but stepping up to 
the personal unconscious you can have your your personal shadow associated with let's say you see um you see elements that you like in someone but you deny it within yourself mm-hmm. so you can call that the golden shadow because it's not it's not all dark it's actually a good thing but it's in a dark place but it's, it's a good thing yeah. you can be true so is so, the dark sense in terms of the shadow just essentially like the unconscious self it's a thing which isn't brought to the surface that doesn't have yeah. light brought to you, it. exactly correct so the shadow is something you can't see it doesn't yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean it's something negative yeah it could be it could be something actually positive yeah but the key the key idea with the shadow is it's you can't see it it's yeah yeah, there's no light on it there's no awareness on it to give it yes, light. yes, so it's yes the shadow yes. right that's it, yeah. correct that's it right and within that as well i know that you mentioned one thing in particular the difference between repression and suppression mm. so you mentioned that when it's you can sort of have information coming in it'll be repressed or if you're consciously what's the distinction between those two things there and what would that what would an example of that be to just to just give that awareness of like what those two key differences are. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Good question, man. I think I think so. Suppression is is conscious. So suppression would be um, you know in the moment you could say something, but you don't say yes. it. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So technically, that's a very simple way to describe it. Now, repression is a lot more complicated because it's beyond your power. Right. So you know you've seen you've seen um, obviously famously um, a chart of an iceberg pretty much, and yeah. it shows. The ego, and then it's like the unconscious is this big abyss that goes all the yeah. way down. Yeah. So imagine your ego is is like a boat in the sea. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got control, so you can control your fate a little bit. Mm-hmm. But in reality, there's there's bigger forces at work. Yeah. Which is you can call it deep down the collective unconscious. Yeah. Now the repression bit is interesting. It's you don't so in Jung's theory, you you don't have control over that part the key thing you have control is when let's say a certain feeling comes up so Jung would apply a lot of mythological concepts onto the unconscious mm-hmm. so so his key theme was looking at the patterns in all mythos and the grand religions and how they kind of intertwine mm-hmm. and so here's a great example when someone falls in love and in greek mythos you know you can say the the idea eros cupid sh- shoots the arrow ping yeah. shoots the arrow you you didn't choose you didn't choose to fall in love it was it was something deeply unconscious that arose it was something that was out of your control but you you gain obviously conscious awareness when you recognize oh i've the got feeling. strong feelings. yeah, yeah. I've got strong. Mm. that's when it becomes conscious yeah. but you never chose that feeling in the first place you see wow so I would describe it as if you've got self-awareness in, in your journey, it's like you don't control the undercurrents underneath, yep. but you control the action. But right, okay. Yeah. yeah. So when it becomes conscious, so it's you in this response to it. So when Cupid shoots that arrow, it's mm-hmm. like I ain't got you, you know, that's yeah. my the little god within. Yeah. And Cupid shoots, I'm in love with this, you know, yeah. this bird or whatever. Yeah. But you've got a choice to how you react to that that mm. arrow, see. And if you don't have wow. self-awareness, mm-hmm. that draws you into certain situations. And now that that gets into another topic regarding, you know, trauma, inner child stuff. But mm-hmm. th- let's leave that aside. I think I think that's more like Jung, again, mythology kind of tells the human story. It tells, mm-hmm. you know, the story about me, you, yeah. universal humankind. And, and that's what 
he kind of tried to lay out through you know his psychological um wow as a model but understand mm. so with that as well that's actually really powerful within that and i love how just getting a different take from sort of like different philosophies and different sort of mm. viewpoints and studies and stuff how the ultimately are sort of collectively seeing the same thing it's just from a from a different perspective but i love this because i've never actually thought of it from that way you know in a sense of for, for me with a mind it's five percent of the behavior is conscious 95 percent of it is unconscious and i've mm. never actually thought of it of that sense in, in in a case of i actually can't really control what comes up because mm. it's unconscious it will just happen the only thing yeah. that i can do is have that awareness have that sense of from my experience with it it's almost being able to just step back from the thought and not just getting indulged and wrapped in it it's becoming inquisitive like this this is one thing that i see it with a few people when you know last year i was experiencing depression you know and anxiety and stuff and it's not good and it's not bad like i'm grateful for it because i know for me to be able to truly help people i can't help somebody do something if i haven't went through that you know, mm. to to its core, it would just be just intellectual surface level regurgitated information, like do this, do that. Mm. Now, I know that with within me, I know one of the biggest things about it is to not identify with what's happening, not just to allow it to consume your consciousness, but it really just practicing that skill of, you know, just being able to just step back from it and become curious with it. Like, hmm, why is my response to either this person or this event or this experience this thing like why is anger coming up with here yeah. why why am i feeling ultimately why am i feeling the way that i'm feeling you know just becoming curious about it yes so within that obviously i don't know how far in depth you've gotten within that but i really do understand that you know through the works of joe Dispenza, i know that you were saying that you know you're getting the like the neuroscience and stuff that's what you're currently getting into was it neuroscience is that what you said yes 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 i'm, I'm yeah starting to the neuroscience. so uh, i know that with joe dispenser you know his material it's all about you know making the unconscious conscious you know like in in, in relation to the shadow where it's you know shedding light to, to the shadow side of self so within that what would you say would be a powerful either like a practical guide or just you know, just like further like insight or practical steps that people can actually take away because we understand how much that influences our behavior, how much of a part it actually plays in the manifestation of our thoughts, feelings, and actions. Mm. So what would you say would be some like more light shed within that and, you know, practical steps for people to actually work with that and become more aware? Yeah, no, good question, man. I, I would say, because there's a few things you can think about. So obviously journaling is is a big thing really in, in mm. our community anyway so i think journaling is a great way to kind of you know remove that psychological baggage you're carrying yeah because you, sometimes it, it sounds so simple but just getting a pen to paper is amazing mm. so yeah. you know getting your thoughts and like oh okay you know and that makes a little bit of sense when i start mm. writing it down so one tool is just journaling i would say another tool would be a bit of dream analysis if possible and Again, you you don't want to get into uh, the territory of buying a you know a dream book that says oh this symbol means this and it's yeah. like no 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 scratch that because that's not yeah. true you know you're firstly a symbol to you may mean something a bit more nuanced to 
yeah for example a church how i view the church in my mind might be a bit more nuanced to how you view the church yeah. in your mind so they're going to mean slightly different things yeah so but i i would suggest dream analysis is definitely a good great a gateway i wouldn't i wouldn't overly you know analyze yeah, yeah yeah but if definitely if if you know a dream pops up and it's it's unusual yeah you think hmm, i've done that a few times where it has came up and i'm yeah. just like what does that actually like yes. mean and I, th I think you know which dreams it is because they just tend to stick when you wake up and it's just like yeah what was that actually yes. about yes and i i would say something i learned over time you I do think it's a little bit of a waste of time to analyze every single dream. Yeah. Because I, I did that for a period of time. And then most of your dreams, I wouldn't say much, but quite a lot of your dreams is process of information, really. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on. But you do get those sprinkles of gold where a dream pops up and it's archetypal and it's a bit like, oh, wow, like I've, I've never seen this before and I've never, and what's going on here? Mm -hmm. So I think the key thing I'm, I'm trying to, you know, speak about is more, Dream analysis in, is very key in terms of helping you become more self-aware. So a very simple tool is, you know, when you wake up, you you forget your dream. You're like, oh, yeah. five minutes late, I can't remember this dream. Mm. So I would su suggest if you've got your phone next to you, for example, you could you could voice record straight away. That's what I used to do sometimes. Voice record so I can be like, when I wake up, I'm like, this dream's really weird. Let me get my phone. Let yeah. me record what, you know, so I can remember. Or I can journal the dream straight away. That's what nice. I'll do. Um, so that's that's another tool. Yeah. Uh, and then probably the third one, it again, you know there's moments in your life when you you mentioned, you know, you might get annoyed. So technically you're projecting in that moment and you're you're projecting to and it's and it's down to you to kind of recognize that now, you know, I'm feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it's now this is on a very simple level, being a bit more mindful with your approach capturing yeah. the the feeling before you know it explodes out, yeah exactly exactly mm -hmm. so i think that'd be the third tool just just staying self-aware and, and and it can be hard you know mm -hmm. i'm not perfect you're not no, no yeah. one's perfect in this world Definitely. but i think it's it's very key to be aware of what feelings come up and just being be inquisitive it doesn't need, you don't need to be inquisitive in that moment in time mm -hmm. but at least after you come back home, whether, you know, you had an argument with someone, you come back home and you reflect on it, you meditate on it a little bit and yeah. you think, oh, why did I do that? You know? Mm -hmm. So I think those three things are, are paramount. To nice. I love that. And touching on the, the regards to the dreams, it, it's, it's funny that you say that I've got my journal there and I actually had a dream this morning and it's, it's fascinating how that was one of the points that you came across because it's something which, I've only just started really doing because I know that within sort of like a dream, it is more of a sense of, well, I mean, from like my understanding anyway, which is very, very surface level. It's all just like the unconscious parts of self just sort of like playing out and acting out. And what I'd found in a dream that I actually had recently, what I found is a common denominator. I'll find in the dream that I'm always financially restricted and it'll be a sense of, you know, I really want to do something in the dream, but there's something that's holding me back. I just can't do it. I can't afford it or I'm not yet. Just that, that that's one of the main things which sort of came out and I journaled on it straight away. I just woke up and I done my routine because I usually wake up and I'll study 
And I went straight into a journaling session, which I usually do after I've studied because then my mind's just open and, you know, really just like going, okay, well, how does this now apply to me? Which it's something which I'm only just starting to do. Yeah. And and f- by the way, for anybody, in, in, when it comes to journaling, I, I it was so uncomfortable for me at the beginning. I had so much resistance. I used to get frustrated with it. And the only thing that I could say with it is just detach the ego. Nobody's going to see it. Just get whatever's in you on there and it will naturally sort of pick up with time. So I, I do agree that that is such a powerful tool for people. And I remember journaling about the dream and it was just, getting it written down straight away it's just immediately identifying mm. an unconscious program in which i'm operating with where it's clearly around the lack of being able to create you know like financial security and you know financial freedom in my life so within that i am curious to know what is your interpretation of of a dream i don't know whether your studies ever gone down that route no but... no 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 because um unfortunately academia is very materialist it's, it's right. very focused and it doesn't it, it kind of dismisses the spiritual which is spiritual element of it. Right. um and so you know personally for myself like how i i'm why there's why i kind of rebel a little bit against that i'm a bit like no yeah. even, even your modes of psychotherapy is not the greatest as well yeah anyways so from my studies not really it's more a mixture of personal experience mm-hmm. um actually saying that i did i did a course on psychodynamic counseling for a year um but that focuses more on freud's thought rather than yeah. Jung's thought. um so it did teach me a little bit but not too much nice um, and then just just reading a ton of Jung and just trying to you know get sources online yeah, well. I, what, one thing that i am that i am curious of because you have said the name a couple of times archetypes yeah let's i want to that is something which i am curious about getting more into the realm of having an understanding so what is what is our, our archetypes and how do they sort of like influence us and impact us yeah no no that's that's another good question i, I would i would you know people define it in slightly different ways but i think it's like the ultimate personification of uh, a certain ideal let's say mm-hmm. um Hey, there's a famous one in terms of, you know, boy, men love gladiator Maximus. Yeah. And people say, oh, look, Maximus is, is, is technically like an ideal of the masculine. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and you you can analyze why Maximus is, a, is an archetype of the masculine. But there's something when you watch the film Gladiator, you, you mm-hmm. watch it and you, you kind of just resonate with the character and you just feel, yeah. oh, what a guy, you know, he's... Yeah is a quality yeah. you know what a, you know what a man so there's a reason why these these like sensations or feelings or thoughts pop up you know mm. and so when you when you analyze maximus there's there's a there's an element of classic ideals related to sacrifice classic ideals related to loyalty uh classic ideals related to goodness he was mm. uncorruptible really um and he he was seeking for justice and these are like also kind of virtues you know and so an archetype is basically, uh, you can say, also a symbolic representation of these key virtues that manifest yeah. throughout humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, you know, that just makes sense. Yeah, nice. And within within archetypes as well, do they tend to be, is is there a limited number of them whereby they, they're sort of like, yeah. uh, like a collective sort of like of individual personas and virtues like you were seeing, which collectively create yeah. almost like a self-image, so to speak, or a virtue or like a like an archetype. Are, are they sort of like a limited amount? Are they 
are they known and familiar archetypes which tend to provide a structure and category i think i think because Jung tried to be perennialist, you know, tried, he tried to be quite universal in terms of his approach, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really like that. I do think there is the truth or an ultimate truth, I would mm. say. But, you know, he tried to not, he wouldn't say everything's the same, but he tried to make it as equal as, as it can be, you know. Yeah. Um, so my point being is, um, let's say the psyche evolves over time, a bit like, you know, if, in evolutionary theory you know our biology evolves so there must be psychologically um because man evolves over time there must be certain modes of being that are more optimal for yeah. survival let's say or more optimal to create civilization mm. you know human beings have been around for obviously thousands and thousands of years so there must be a certain way of being that allows civilization to thrive so i would say it's not particularly um like let's say going back to gladiator and, and maximus it's not Maximus is at you know the specific archetype, it's yeah. what he represents, it's he represents the symbol. That. So yeah. he, someone else could be another type of symbol of the, the masculine, but he's he's not let's way. say Maximus, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of um it can it can be the archetype can be represented in different images, different like metaphors, mm. different ways of symbolism. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's the way to describe, I would say, an archetype, really. Nice. And do you feel within that as well? that to achieve certain things in life and to do certain things in life, a certain archetype is required in order to manifest that as a result? I, I would I would suggest, this is actually quite a tough question because I don't think, like, like I mentioned earlier, um, you, you don't kind of force the archetypes. It, it's, yeah. it's like a, it on the collective unconscious level, it's, yeah. it happens to you, let's say. Mm. And so... One thing you can do on, you know, moving beyond Jung's theory for a second, it's on a very practical level. Are you taking action? Are you disciplined? Are you uh, aiming up? Have you got a vision? Have you got goals? And within your idiosyncratic journey, it's obviously going to teach you specific lessons about yourself. Mm. But weirdly enough, because you're taking action, there's also going to be archetypal lessons that you have yeah. to learn throughout yeah. life, you see. Nice, yeah. And so, and and, and that, so my point being is you, you don't force, you can't just say, I'm going to be, it's like, yeah, you, you're going to have a particular goal in life that's, you know, suited to what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And let's say I'm going to have a particular goal or goals in life that's suited to what I want to do in life. So I think that's, it's it's kind of bringing it down. Yeah. I think that's that'd be a way to kind of describe it. So, but there is, I would say there is like ultimate personifications of um, you know, if you're if you're aiming to be a good person in this world, there's mm. you know that's where religions kick in. It's like religions offer, you know, key very key archetypes that are actually really important to kind of realize this is a super high ideal. Yeah. You know, example, let's say Jesus Christ. You know, it's it's a you can just see it. Forget about whether you believe in in mm. Christianity, for example, but just see it as an ideal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a super high, I, I, super high ideal to to reach. Yeah. But hey, you know, let me put that as you know the, the top of my mountain top. Yeah. Let me at least try and be as Christ like with yeah. my actions. Mm -hmm. You know. So nice. again, these that's also another way to kind of see archetypes as well. It's but. You kind of have to be you a little bit. You, yeah, you just have to kind of... absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think I get that. It's almost like it's sort of like an ideal. Yes. That's the ideal and understanding that I'm never going to be the ideal, but the, the purpose is to carve and go down a path whereby I'm trying yes. to embody the virtues of the ideal as best as can, understanding that we're never going to be perfect. 
yes. nobody's perfect. What one thing within that, and I was going to ask about, you know, a question on religion, because I know that a lot of your work, I know that you've recently just been traveling, you know, the like the the churches and the the places that you've been, it's just architectural beauty, the way that it looks. Obviously, I, I am very keen to sort of like hear your perception on it, but one thing within it which is just coming up so many times now it's like it's almost too it's it's too hard to even dismiss the conversation of when we talk about Christ or Jesus because lately and I do feel like there's a, a collective shift happening in the world within mm. consciousness and I know that you know this they talked about it and I think it was the second amendment when it was essentially the times that we're living in now was what was described as when you know Christ would actually return and I am hearing so much more about just the word jesus and i'm hearing so many people talk about it i'm becoming so open-minded to it and you obviously you yeah. just mentioned it there and i'm just like it's just like, <laughs> it, just, it, it can't be avoided like what is your uh, what is your like views on 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 religion and how you know how it all almost like impacts and influences the the, the life that we can live and create Oh, there's there's too much to say, man. It would be another hour or two hours yeah. us talking about it. But in a way, I think this is part of what I do as well. You know, I focus on helping people awaken, let's say, mm -hmm. whether through practical steps or through my analytical work online. But mm -hmm. I would say from personal understanding and just a lot of research, I do think religion is kind of the pinnacle of yeah. ideology, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I would suggest from my personal take, Below religion, there's pseudo-religions, you know. Um, we don't need to get into particular ideologies of the modern age, but that'd be a, a way to frame it. So then the next question is, why do I view it in that way? I would say religion has, um, well, in my opinion, good religion has an element of spiritual discipline. It has an element of moving away from sin, moving away from, let's say, from the Buddhist lens, desire and also yeah. illusion maya. Um and I, I believe these are tenants that are, especially in the West, man, it's it's like it's a cultural amnesia, you know, mm. past 10 years, 20 years. You know, it's, it's kind of, we've, you know, even though you've talked about there's there's kind of a sort of small renaissance that's occurring. Mm -hmm. The majority of people still sleep to the yeah. absolute importance of these ideas because they're not, you know, because people have talking about my studies, people always have this materialist hat. It must be, you know, literally, literally real. It's like, okay, let's, let's push that to one side, whether something's literally real. Imagine going back to the Christ point. Imagine if uh, humanity embodied the Christ ideal, what would happen to society? What would happen to the world? Would the world objectively be a better place or would the world be a worse place? I would argue, well, Christ was a good dude, you know, mm -hmm. Islam adopted him as a prophet. Uh, the Eastern mystics see him as a guru. Christianity mm -hmm. obviously sees divinity in Christ. You know, there's there's a holistic, even atheists. Ah, oh, he's he's a decent guy. You know. Yeah. So my point bringing that up is more like, hey, there's apps going back to the archetypal element. There's there's ideals um, that can be achieved if if people just looked at religions and weren't so resentful towards it. Let's yeah. say or. They just saw it for what it was and understood now like these these are good ways of being like mm -hmm. good methods of teaching like turn the other cheek it's, yeah. it's powerful it stops you know the eye for an eye you know conflict let's say um 
but linking also Christ, I, I don't know. Obviously, here's a famous one in Carl Jung circles. I don't know if you heard of the book Ion, um, but this this book has been obviously you know maybe overly glamorized, let's say. But Ion was related to Jung's uh, prophecy about the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very strange book. Um, so it, it kind of is in his collected works nine from my memory, and um, yeah, a lot of people have commentated over it, but. He kind of links it to uh, this. This will be interesting to yourself, I think. Um, the astrological uh, ion, and let's say you know the pyramids and the geometrical accuracy yeah. and how it tells us about the alignment of the stars. Yeah, yeah. Jung's theory was like these last two thousand years was the ion of Christ. It was just the ion of Christ, and it's it's been symbolized by the fish, the water bearer, and so. He's saying, look, we're getting close. When he wrote the book, he was like, we're getting close to the end of this ion. And so we're going to see some sort of antichrist um, ideas that are going to pop up. Mm. And so if you understand, obviously, Jung, and you just just ground Jung as much as possible, just ground it before it gets too abstract. It's like, mm. well, he was focused on ideas in the mind, particularly in the, the collective unconscious. Mm-hmm. And now imagine an idea like, let's say, you know, Jesus Christ that spread throughout humanity. You know, how aware were people in terms of what the ideal really means? I, I don't think many, I would I would suggest. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to look for patterns in reality, pretty much. He was trying to decipher the collective patterns in reality. And so as we're entering a new ion, he's saying, look, this, this is a time where there's going to be some sort of antichrist kind of energy. Yeah. It might be personified by someone that represents the antichrist. It might be personified by just the ideas that are represented in society. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm not saying that as, as truth or gospel, but I'm saying it is, it's a very interesting idea that even Carl yeah. Jung yeah. proposed something related to the antichrist. Mm-hmm. Um, and is, also, the, is, the yeah, is, is the antichrist, is it literally just in the name it's against Christ? Is yes. it against what it yes. sort of like represents and stuff? Yes. So like, you know, you've got certain values, you yeah. know, Let's say you know Christianity has the values like that. Antichrist yeah. just flips it. Yeah, just flips it like with the cross as well, because obviously that's yeah. when it's flipped. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it just completely flips all the values. What, yeah. what you know, Christian ideals, it will flip it and reverse it. That's wow. and then okay, yeah. when those ideals are common, you you know you're living in the anti-Christian age. Let's say. Ah, uh, uh, okay. I think that's all fascinating as well because I know that for me, when you know when I was younger, like when I was in secondary school. I know one of the biggest things I was, I was sucked into that. And yeah. I think when it came onto the religion of Islam, you know, you look at the movement, like all of the anti-Islamics and stuff like that, without going too political, I, I was yes. sucked into it. And when I think about it from that sense, it was all I was, you know, and, and this really proves, you know, our perception is our reality. All I was perceiving, yeah. all I was aware of was all of the, the negative concepts of the religion and just being so blissfully ignorant to, you know the actual like the beauty that it actually represents and yeah, so yeah. how how would you see that there then is how would you see that's actually affecting the world at the moment in terms of that way of being because i do agree that a lot of people are embodying the the antichrist or w- whatever people want to call it you know yes. whether it's antichrist whether it's just being blatantly ignorant and unconsciously incompetent and just serving and living in a way of love and and faith and respect ultimately. So how, how would you see that that here is demonstrating and displaying itself in in the world today? 
yeah, no, it's, it's, it's again a complicated topic because obviously holistically the world has uh, different ideologies and different paradigms, you know, that, you know, certain cultures view the world from. I, I would suggest obviously, you know, focusing on the West. Um, again, like I mentioned, there's, there's a culture of amnesia. And I, I again, if, if you look into patterns of history, because I've 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 made you know discussions about you know the age of enlightenment um, around the 16th century, and that was part of the Protestant Reformation at the same time. And so my obviously I'm not against Protestantism, but I'm I'm against um, the iconoclastic removal symbolism, removal the archetypal structure yeah. of Christianity. And long story short, that's kind of made it very uh, fundamentalist Christianity. That part of Christianity has made it very. The Bible says this and you will go to hell. It's like yeah. that. Hey, 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 that's that's yeah. that's not really Christianity, my friend. You know, that's not really Christianity. So going back to uh, the Antichrist element, I think I think. If you bring in Jung in, Jung was trying to be as grounded as he could be to understand the objective truths of mythos and then understanding that there are uh, forces at work that are beyond our will. You know, and that's that's the 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 classical term of religion, religio. It's it's related to forces beyond our will, experiences beyond our will. We don't have control. Yeah. So, yeah. just linking it to you were mentioning earlier about the cathedrals, the the grand cathedrals. I've been to. You know, I went to Eastern Europe, and they have um, Orthodox Christianity, and it's very symbolic. It's very expressive. It's very beautiful. It's very like undeniable. It's like divinity is there. Yeah. You know, you can't. It's, wow you know yeah and so bringing all of that back in into like antichrist i wouldn't I, I don't know if obviously i've got no idea if this is anti-christian age or not but you can see the seeds in the sense that there is a part of society is forgotten slash rebelling slash thinking science can solve all the questions about mm -hmm. the big existential questions of yeah. humanity you know, there's obviously been the big theme of the meaning crisis as well in society. You know, mental health has been on the rise. Um, so I don't think I'm answering your question. So bring me back on track. But I think in terms of trying to ground if. if because this is the problem. Uh, how, how do you, yeah, how do you feel like how do you feel like somebody would how do you feel like somebody would be able to identify if they are so because it, because it, it is quite a it's sort of like a, a big score sort of question within it so to sort of like dissect it one what advice or what practical steps or just what sort of wisdom would you be able to or value would you be able to give somebody to one embody more of the the virtues or you know like the the positives if we want to label it a word the positive side of you know the whole element of religion and what it is actually sort yeah, of supposed yeah. to preach and how can somebody identify when they're acting out of harmony with with the divinity or with you know whatever we want to label it does that make sense in terms of that yes level? yeah I, I think one way i can answer it is what is your god mm. who what god have you put on a pedestal because classical religion would say the god is you call it the sacred you know it's something beyond it's the universal creator we've we don't know what you know we can't actually see, even though in christianity it's symbolized as the father it's a symbol a bit like the holy spirit symbolized by a dove it's not the holy spirit's not literally a dove that flies mm. around it's but it's a yeah, symbol it's a symbol yes so i would say one question i would i would ask people is what is your god and if if someone replies i don't believe in gods it's like well 
what do you do all the time mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. is you know do you um are you watching all tv all the time do you watch a particular show all the time that doesn't actually benefit your um, self-development journey because in in actual uh, symbolic mythological religious terms that's your god that's your god that's your god and so people have to realize this this is the the trap that again i'm not i'm not anti atheist but i i mm-hmm. think there's an absolute trap in in being in the atheistic mindset it's mm-hmm. very good at picking holes on the other side of the coin because it doesn't stand on anything you know it can pick holes against islam christianity uh, mm-hmm. judaism hinduism but blah 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 but atheism is more like the question I would ask uh, atheists would be like, but what's your replacement? You know, what, what paradigm will, can you offer that's better than mm. um, grand mythos, you know? And, and the problem is there's nothing. That's the issue. So people then get attached to this was, this is what I was talking about earlier, pseudo religions, you know, ideologies that they don't have the philosophical, spiritual complexity to help with let's say reaching that archetypal hill that mountain they mm. don't have it you know and again i i don't mm. need to list the the western ideologies today but the mm. the ideologies being purported it completely lacks wisdom you know mm. it doesn't have timeless wisdom because wisdom is something ancient it's timeless you know our forefathers would tell you know if you when you you have children one day you speak to your son like hey son you know you, you should be careful of this that's mm. you spreading wisdom yeah as you using your experience to help your child and so the culture doesn't have any of that but religion obviously had those those Mm -hmm. seeds and so i would say now just wrapping it up it's what is your god just Mm -hmm. what is it 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 could be anything Mm. what is your i i knew as soon as you were i knew as soon as you were going to as soon as you were talking about the the netflix i had a feeling that's what you were going to say like that is that's what you're going. And I, and I love that. And the more that I actually just think about it, it's essentially a goddess, just sort of like an idea that you're sort of moving towards. It's something which is giving you a sense of direction, something which mm. is, you know, ultimately just giving you something that you're moving towards fundamentally. And it's like, what are you doing most of the time? What is that thing that you get most excited about? Like what, what is that thing that's captivating and cultivating yeah the energy and is it Netflix? Mm. Is it drugs? Mm. Is it alcohol? What What's that thing that you go to is a, is a sense of either, either relief or feeling like more connected to yourself? Like what is that thing that you are going towards? Like, is it a joint? Is it cocaine? Is it alcohol? Is it Netflix? Is it a book? Like identifying what it actually is. And I, and, Within that, I know I, I was listening to a podcast um, the other day and, you know, it, it made me laugh and it does make me realize just how stagnant as a as a as a race we are, you know, mm-hmm. for, for the masses in terms of lack of, you know, just lack of study and lack of use of our yeah. intellect, lack yeah. of just using our creative faculties for what they're actually meant to be used for. And, yeah, yeah. you know, in, in the podcast, um the man had said he, he was reciting something from a book and he said the, the mind of Thomas Edison created, created the light bulb. Yeah. You know, the, the brain of Thomas Edison was used to, you know, create, create the in influence, in, in, no, influencent, however you pronounce it, light bulb. You know, you had Alexander Graham Bell who, you know, created the telephone. 
you know, and then you had the the Wright brothers who were bicycle mechanics, and they, you know, they were they were the people to get us off the ground in the air and you know created the plane. You know, they use their brains to do those things. And yeah. it's what are you using your brain for to watch Netflix? And I, I do think it's about all good things in moderation, you know. Absolutely. It's, it's it's all about that element of, you know, just just moderation, macro, micro. But on it, what what is your what is your God? What is that thing that you are devoting the most of your time to? Is it uh, an idealistic virtue? Is it yourself in 10, 15, 20 years time? Is it, you know, what Christ represented? Is like, what is it? And I really do feel, and I, I did speak about this. I think it was the, the second episode where it was create or disintegrate. You know, if you don't mm. use it, you lose it. And if you don't have something that you have as a virtue, something which is symbolic in terms of meaning of, you know, this here for me means X, Y, and Z. And that's what you're collectively moving towards. I think if we're not doing that, which is what I think is the major part to the to the mental health crisis, it's yes. that if you don't have something, whether that is a God, whether that is an ideal, whether that is whatever it is, if you don't have that, then you know, what Napoleon Hill talks about in Outwitting the Devil, it was that the devil creeps into a stagnant mind. Mm. And if you don't have something which is occupied, occupying that part of your mind, whether it is a vision, whether it is an ideal, like whatever the God is, if you don't have that, then what you are inviting into your mind is the devil. The devil being the negative, it's the decay, it's the the decline, it's the destruction. It's powerful stuff. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree. And I, I, I go back to modern day culture. You know, in terms of, again, I've, I've mentioned materialism earlier. Just that idea, just having that perspective on life. It's like, well, a culture has to be bonded by something higher. There has to be like a unifying mythos. So historically, obviously, United Kingdom, England would be unified. Hey, look, the English flag has a cross. Why? Obviously, Christianity. Scotland has a cross like that. It's a Saint Andrew's cross, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and so that's the unifying mythos historically. Now you can tell in the West, we're kind of, we're losing our orientation a little bit mm-hmm. and it's like, Hey, what's going on? Like, and, and you can sense it in the air. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be explicit. No one's talking yeah. about it, but you, you can sense it. in the air, maybe in, in our lifetime, there's going to be some radical shifts, you know, mm-hmm. because you do need um, a collective to be unified. And we, we've got too much dis- disintegration. And so as an individual, this is one thing I would say, as, as an individual, don't be, this is part of being self-aware, catching yourself. This is what Jung would call the collective shadow as well a little bit, you know. And you have to be aware that, are you getting dragged into that collective shadow? That bit that people are not really aware of at the moment, that movement mm-hmm. towards something. We don't know what that thing is, but kind of catch yourself and realise, oh, I'm, you know, going back to what you were saying, what is your God as well? Like, I can, I can actually reorientate myself towards something better for my life mm-hmm. i don't you know everything in moderation of course there's nothing wrong with having the odd drink there there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with you know having fun with friends fun is important that's part of mm-hmm. life but yeah. you do have to be disciplined and you do have to sacrifice that's the key words because there's not enough of that words being um discussed really sacrifice mm-hmm. you know you've got to sacrifice something even bringing a family to this world it's a sacrifice you know mm-hmm. having kids it's of course it is so mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're 100%, man, 100% nice. right. What do you think then within that are some, from all from all of the studying that you've got and ultimately the all, all of the value and knowledge that you've actually got within this, it really is incredible. 
So with what you see in what you see in the world of Dean, just seeing people who are just wandering generalities, you know, they, they are that ship without the seal. Um, you know, they, they've just got no direction. They just don't have any awareness, just going through life completely unconsciously and consciously incompetent. You yes. know, they, they, they just they just don't know. You know, they don't know that they don't know. And and what what would you say then through, you know, what we've talked about in terms of, you know, like archetypal behavior and then having mm. like the ideals and the virtues of like religion and Christianity and stuff like that. What, what would you say would be some practical takeaway steps from whoever's listening to this now who's thinking, right, I think everything what you were saying right now, I just feel expanded. I feel like you have, you know, you've given me seeds of like awareness and intrigue and you know i'm starting to feel more awake to it what would you give as some like practical takeaways for whoever's listening to this to you know apply in any way what you've sort of shared and what you know to you know begin them and help aid them and support them on their journey of just becoming a better version of themselves whether that be physically mentally spiritually in the relationships whatever it is yeah. what would you see are the are some practical steps for somebody to take away to apply to embody to experience um to ultimately improve the quality of the life in any way i think i think you've you've discussed this many times as well yourself it's going back to the drawing boards being clear with a vision in life you mm. know because you, you have to have a vision and I would also suggest as well, even, even you know, there was um, a meme going around about why do men think about the Roman Empire? I don't know if you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why do men think about the Roman Empire? It's hilarious, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like, well, and obviously there's connotations associated with aid, you know, maybe yeah. it's the conscious in terms of people thinking about, you know, the downfall of the Roman Empire and are we yeah. going to do a downfall and what's, yeah. what do we do about it? It's like, well, mm -hmm. what do you do is, is do something Mm -hmm. do something productive and it still goes back to the basics there's no magic pill there's no even though you know i love mythos i love the spiritual i, I love the unknown in that way mm -hmm. you have to really anchor yourself back down to earth and really ground yourself and say look there's no magic pill my friend mm -hmm. it's, it's action it's discipline it's goals it's having a, a vision it's being the beacon of light when other people are not beacons of light you know mm -hmm. because you have to in life you know you're not you're not meant to help everyone you know it's impossible you know some people and it, and it is what it is i'm not saying it in a in a patronizing way an egoic way it's just it's just life you know when yeah. christ came to the world he was even christ not everyone could see who christ was even mm. even at that time so he's performing all these miracles and, and there was people denying him you know mm. so it's like it, it doesn't you're not meant to help everyone and some people are not doomed but some people will not succeed in life you know yeah. and that's that's fine mm -hmm. so but I would suggest, you sh regardless of all of that, you, sh you should always be uh, a beacon of hope to your your friends, your family members. Still, always be that that rock, you know. Mm -hmm. And again, you've you've said this yourself. I think I think you said this. You know, surround yourself with good people. Surround yourself yeah. with people that want to elevate. You know, you can yeah. still have your home for. I've, I've, you know, I'm I'm good friends with friends at home. You know, but some of them are not trying to like elevate. So yeah. obviously I want to be focused with people that really want to elevate. Mm -hmm. So really just, just strip it to the basics. There's no magic pill, man. Nice. I love that. And within that there then, so with, you know, the awareness that you've gotten and accumulated and, you know, continue to accumulate, you know, 
when, when we first got on, it was just sort of, you know, you know, you're getting to 28 now, you know, you're, it's your 29th birthday on Monday, yeah. you know? Um, and within that, what's some things, I feel like a lot of people who will be listening to this are of the age where they're sort of like twenties to thirties and then edging in, edging into the forties. And obviously as this starts to like grow that demographic will, you know, it will, it will increase. It might already be increasing. I don't know. I'm not mm. technically advanced to understand metrics of anything yet. Um, but within that, what would you, what would be some of the advice? Cause obviously I know that when we talked about, you know, earlier in the conversation, when we talked about dreams, you know, finding that balance of don't just find yourself in like analysis paralysis of just, yes. you know, I, I've yes. fell into that where it is, it's just, it's just a wormhole that you, that you yes. find yourself in yes. with, you know, the, the knowledge that you start to acquire now, what would be, you know, the advice that you would give, you know, to your younger self who is sort of like at that stage where, you know, coming, coming to the end of the, of the ignorance, you know, just the lack of knowledge of this stuff, you know, knowing what you know now, what would be the advice that you would give yourself, you know, like at, at that sort of like stage in it? Yeah, that's actually quite a hard question, man. I, I I would, if I was trying to give myself advice in terms of, if you know, moving away from ignorance, I would, because obviously I mentioned in terms of pain, pain is usually the gateway towards some sort of light, you know? Mm. Um, so when I, when I was going through some painful stages in my life, it's always remaining on track, not staying stuck in the abyss. I think there's, you know, certain people, it's, there's the adage of you either sink or swim in yeah. life, you know? And how many let's say if you were a Navy SEAL or an army guy, you know, th those guys, you know, they experience really harsh things in, in, in the army terrain. And so when they come back home, it's like, will they sink or swim? You yeah. know? And, and so life is, again, it, it can be quite black and white in that sense, even though it's obviously there's nuance in between, mm -hmm. but my advice to myself would be, look, don't sink, man. Keep, keep swimming, just keep moving forward. And, mm -hmm. you know, you might, you might cry a few tears. You might be angry. You might be annoyed. You might, you know, feel certain emotions that might think you're trapped for a little bit of time, but don't mm. remain in that illusion of the trap. And again, that keeps you, you know, locked up in a particular way because there are certain people that get locked in with emotions and feelings. And and it's it's very important to feel, obviously. But I think mm. here's another thing in our modern day paradigm. It's the overemphasis of oh you, when you feel don't you don't feel too well you you know stay in bed you know yeah if you don't feel you don't feel too good and i'm i'm i think that's not good at all yeah i think I it's agree. really important to really push through like if you want to become again bring in talking about christ when christ was on the cross what he was obviously he's he's god but he he had to go through that torture it wasn't like he absolutely enjoyed it you mm -hmm. know he was tortured if you if you've seen the passion scene it's 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 bloody it's raw it's it's not nice if, if you're human you connect with it you're like oh my mm -hmm. this is the most victimless man in in yeah. arguably history and he, he went through that so again it goes back to that word of sacrifice so don't don't let your feelings kind of trap you in the abyss mm -hmm. just keep moving forward keep taking action and mm -hmm. you'll see horizon you'll see like the beautiful clouds and the sun and the rays that will come out mm -hmm. so that's my advice nice definitely i love that and it, it is definitely something which I also share the the same viewpoint. Obviously, I do feel like rest, you know, in certain areas of life is a requirement, but I feel like there's almost a trend where a lot of people, when they sort of feel burnt out, when they feel depressed, when they feel down, you know, the, the antidote, if it isn't take a pill, it's, 
just chill out, put on Netflix, yeah. you know, just rest. And it's like, I'm of the belief where, you know, it's, we're growth centric beings. We're designed to literally grow, to evolve, Absolutely. to Absolutely. progressively realize a worthy yes. ideal, whatever that is. And when we aren't doing that, from my experience, especially, this is what I spoke about in a podcast um, the other day. Every time I'm not doing that, every time I'm not progressively realizing towards a worthy ideal, every time I'm doing the opposite, whether that's in the form of procrastination, whether that's in the form of scrolling or overindulging in certain mm-hmm. things, whether that be food, whether that be Netflix as such or, or scrolling, every time I do those things, it's always the common denominator for whenever my mental or emotional state is failing low. Mm. And it's the awareness. And I do feel like that is often the remedy for people. It's like, oh, just relax, relax, just chill out. And I do feel like in times of life that that, that is a necessary requirement. Of course, but yeah. I, I do feel like for the masses, an antidote um, and a vaccine for the masses is quite simply what you were saying. You know, it's, yes. it's know yourself, you know, that's why that is one of the most commonly known yeah, verses, yeah. like know thyself, yeah. you know, who am I, you know, how have I actually been operating? What is yeah, yeah, my yeah. sort of like current way of just being, you know, how am I actually going about during the day? But then once you've got that awareness of where am I, who am I, am I it's like, okay, now where do I want to be? Who do I actually want to be? What yeah. virtues do I actually want to start to, you know, embody on a, on a day-to-day basis, what do I actually want to progressively realize, you know, as my ideal, whether like, what is my God going to be, you know, what is that thing? And I do feel like the reason why there's an epidemic going on in the world where, you know, the mental health crisis is on such, such a decline. And, you know, my own experience within this that got me on this path was having my own mom go through it, have the panic attack and me mm-hmm. just being ignorant as to how do we even operate in that situation? Yeah. Like, why is this actually happening? It was it was terrifying in the moment. And I've understood it more and more clearly because that got me down the path of studying the mind, understanding yes. how we work, how we operate, cause and effects, you know, why, like Emerson, you know, one thing that he said in, in regards to sort of like laws of the universe, fundamentally, fundamental quantifiable laws which govern the way things happen it's cause and effect being the law of laws and i think when we just have that objective view of okay what are my known effects in life right now meaning what are the things that i can tangibly see as a result you know Mm. what is happening what is things that i've manifested in life what are my known effects and when we've got that sense of awareness okay well if my known effect is depression if it's feeling lost if it's lack of clarity if it's feeling overwhelmed, if it's feeling an incredible amount of anxiety or stress, because we all feel stress, we all feel our anxiety, mm. the, the healthy to a degree, because we need them, you know? But when we find that those things are more our emotional home and yes. they aren't just a temporary, you know, feeling, they are our habitual way of feeling. I feel like when it's at that point, if anxiety or depression and stress is your habitual dominant way of actually feeling, then the answer isn't chill out. It's it's the polarity. It's what you were saying. It's knuckle down, yeah. listen yeah. to yourself, understand yourself, and create the goal. Give yourself a direction. Give yourself something to move towards so that whenever you are taking the action towards it, you're feeling a sense of purpose because you're waking up and now suddenly things have meaning because, okay, why am I getting up and out of bed today? 
well it's because mm. it's the ideal it's the god it's it's this thing that i'm that i'm actually moving towards and i do feel like that is the main problem that is going on in the world right now just so many people like what, what you were saying about atheists it's like well okay great but what is your replacement of god like what is that thing that's given you that yep. sense of direction of something yep. to actually have and hold on to yep. I, I just i just think it's so relevant within that yeah yeah and and, and going back to your point as well it's, it's if people want to overcomplicate the process i think again I'm, I'm thinking of like elements of the spirituality community as well it's like you know even the buddha when he when he reached enlightenment and it, as the story goes there was rational insight he took action you know he met you know he 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 did ascetic practices to you know get and he became really skinny and he was like oh this was this is not good let me try something else yeah. obviously this you know he became enlightened on the, under the tree but i think the key thing me referencing that point people act like they are enlightened let's mm -hmm. say that word in like I, I don't know whether you know you can really become enlightened let's say but when you're aiming for that ideal to be enlightened it's like you do realize you, you take action every single way there's, mm -hmm. it's just pure it's just action like karma is action like mm -hmm. there's there's no you can't run away from that and again it's 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 the illusion of the mind the illusion of again like dreams is is an absolute abyss and if if you are stuck in dream world let's say and you're analyzing every dream and over you know analysis paralysis as you said mm -hmm that's going to keep you trapped yeah. paradoxically it's going to keep you stuck mm -hmm. so and and then also even beyond me saying that as you've discussed this yourself it's you've got to move your body you know you've got to do something with your body it's like every morning most mornings i'll i'll go for a long walk and then i'll have a cold shower mm -hmm. and and then i usually make myself a little coffee but i feel amazed like if i do that I'm, my mind is clear yeah. if i don't do that i'm a bit more like oh, you know i'm not so clear with my thoughts let's say mm -hmm. i can still get on with things mm -hmm. but the point being is it's a very simple solution i went for a walk i had a cold shower do i like the cold showers <laughs> no nah, yeah. i don't like the cold showers <laughs> man sometimes i'm there like five minutes oh, this is <laughs> but i get in either way i get in yeah. just you know enjoy it you know after i feel good and and, yeah. and these are like important things that it goes back to those essentials discipline action it's like you can't you can't run away from that you know nice. and so yeah i love that and a final one within that because it is definitely something which i did get in that state where and i've never actually sort of like thought about that when it when it came to sort of like buddha where it was a case of you know the way it was lost and it was almost as a sense of because he neglected the other element of which what we are which is the body you know, it still requires an element of you can't just be in yeah. your mind because if you do, the body will decay, it'll be it'll disintegrate within it. Yes. And so with that there, then do you what do you feel um within people? Do you feel like because people can literally just be caught in the the mental loop of not even not even thinking? Because you know, there was a there was a a quote and a statistic where you know, we tend to con confuse thinking with mental activity. And the quote mm. was only 2% of people think, 3% of people think the think, and 95% of people would rather die than think, you know. And so do you feel like with a lot of people, it's, it is a case of just being lost in that mental world, the illusion of the mind, and completely just scaring themselves out or eluding themselves out of action? Yeah, I, I would, I would say that is it. But then going back to the initial point into, or one of the points I raised in, in this podcast, it's like, well, the culture lacks wisdom. So if the culture lacks wisdom, how can you help the collective? You know, mm. 
are you are you now let's say mainstream media overly talking about celebrities having very simplistic articles about you know issues that are not black and white but they make it black and white you know Mm. it it doesn't actually help up here it doesn't help so when people seeking for wisdom especially when there's no wisdom around them yeah it's a bit like i'm a lost sheep and i don't know what to do Mm. you know so so regarding in terms of the the illusion it's like well there's no one again technically they can go on the internet but either way you you need that guidance you need that push someone needs to push you towards so I, I i would suggest in a weird way even though we live in a connected age it's it feels very disconnected at the same time yeah. it's a very strange paradox that's going on today so i love that yeah so that 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 be kind of it's a double-edged sword let's yeah call it that. i love that so with that there then what is your what's your plans you know moving forward in the future and you know because for anybody so first off where can people actually find yourself as well yeah so i to be fair, I'm on Instagram, but I can't remember my full. I think it's just Philippe Dennis. That's my yeah. surname. Um, and then I'm on Twitter, um, and I'm also on Patreon. Just you're probably going to put the links underneath. Yeah, I'm going to put the links. Um, so I'm on those places. Eventually, I'll be on YouTube. But I think here's a key virtue again: is, is patience. It's always been patient with my journey. So right now, I'm just I'm just being very patient and not trying to rush into things because mm-hmm. I want to kind of finesse certain topics in my mind before I really put myself out there um so in a very vague sense that's what I'm trying to you know do just be patient keep keep learning keep you know progressing keep you know making money keep trying Mm. to uh, achieve those those foundational elements and then eventually you know whether it's two years or five years I'll, I'll put myself in a certain position I'll put myself in some sort of limelight and you know just again sacrifice you know yeah I'll be someone trying to at least provide some sort of wisdom, but yeah, Instagram, I, I, I try and I do a bit of everything on Instagram, yeah. really analysis of creative works. Mm-hmm. You mentioned about the churches. I, yeah. I, I kind of try and create creative works around the yeah. cathedrals. So yeah, that's, that's where you can mainly find me anyways. Yeah. And I know that if anybody, you know, when people do go on your page instantly, they'll be met with that beauty and brilliance of you know the, the things that you share not only just in a sense of the the knowledge and the wisdom in terms of the like in terms of like speech language but just the visuals of the things that you share like by far you are up there with the whenever i see your name whether it's on like the stories when i see your like like your name couple on the stories or whether it's just like on posts it's just you instantly know one is going to be valuable but two it's just there's just going to be something which is just aesthetically indulgent. Um, it's honestly, mate, you you really do have Appreciate a gift it. in like I was Appreciate saying, you know, you do have a gift in your ability to art like articulate. Like it, it is so incredible your ability to articulate, but not only that, your ability to just digest and break down such complex study and material in a way which is just so digestible for anybody to just make sense of and understand. And you can clearly tell how much of a, how much of a passion it is for you. And I've, I don't have no doubt the, you know, the, the height that you're going to reach with it, the impact, you know, that you're having and will continue to have. Uh, I really do just feel blessed um, for the fact that I actually have the opportunity to just connect and, you know, call your brother and, you know, network and have this type of relationship where it's only going to expand from now. I really do just feel blessed um for the connection so really just thank you um uh, one for taking the time to contact here two for choosing to follow me back as well i know it's such a 
superficial thing like oh you followed us but like i think for me because i have because i seen the value that you were given for you to then funny enough I, I look back at the beginning messages that we sent today it was like when did this actually when did this actually start and i know that you were saying that you don't really you know you're not really there on your instagram to follow people and mm. i know that you sort of like fed me a compliment back so it's just honestly like big big love brother big respect for everything that you're doing thank you for your time thank you for everything within this the a, a final thing within this a final thing within this what would be the the final bit of wisdom? Because I know that you were saying that a lot of people, the thing, the reason why people almost feel lost is because there isn't enough wisdom to go by. But the, for the person listening to this amongst the abundance of wisdom and knowledge and value that's being given throughout, I don't even know how long this has been. I can't even tell the time, my time and things gone. I've got no concept of time. Um, what would be the the final bit of wisdom that you would like to leave on the person who was made it to this stage of the podcast, what what would be that final bit of final bit of wisdom to them? Just before I say that, I obviously I deeply appreciate the kindness in terms of what you said as well, in terms of myself. Honestly, thank you very much, man. And yeah, definitely like future podcasts. I'll be down for a future yeah. podcast. Oh, as well. This is the first of many. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, man. But um, regarding wisdom, um, I'll try and make it relevant because obviously we talked about in like being in, you know, taking action, um, the basic tenets, the basic foundations of life. I would say, considering our collective environment, try not to be captured by certain ideas, try not to be captured by fads, fashions, ideologies. It doesn't matter what it is. Try not to lose yourself in the source, let's call it that, mm. and realize these ideals or ideologies or fads are just. They're just fads. They will move on. And if you if you get caught in the, in the current, that's kind of you being a little bit unconscious. Mm. I, I would suggest a bit of wisdom from obviously your side, whoever I'm speaking to, would be try and take a step back, try and be as objective as you can be. And whatever whatever ideas are thrown around, kind of always question, always mm. have the, the ability to critically think mm. and recognize. Look, if if wisdom is timeless. Let me go back to timeless sources. Now, I'm not advocating for a specific religion, but I would advocate for a lot of religions. You know, I'd advocate for, you mentioned Marcus Aurelius meditations, mm -hmm. any sort of really strong philosophies to kind of, this is your playbook in terms of how you can operate. So there's a, there's a double-edged sword once again. It's more like be aware of your surroundings, realize there's a lot of illusion going on. There's a lot of uh, things that, let's say, society can feed into your mind. And the things that are being fed into your mind can be not so good, but also you still have to be proactive and try and seek for the general wisdom from the great pantheon of religions, the great uh, pantheon of philosophies, where it will guide you towards at least a certain way of operating in a world that's actually healthier and that mm -hmm. actually makes you less likely to be ideologically attached. So I think that's that's my little bit of wisdom at the end. Nice. I love it. I love it. I feel like I could really <laughs> speak for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on it. What time is it, anyways, mate? Uh, I mean, my my phone is turned off. I can't even tell. Yeah, uh, it's done. Um, but yeah, thank you very very much for that, brother. I know this is going to be the first of many within this. Um, continue just to be the the embodiment of what you teach, and just continue to just you know just share the wisdom, share the value, be the voice, and you know 
do for people in which the materials done for yourself you know it's continue to do it long may you continue to do it um i know you're having an incredible impact on people i've got a lot of respect and love for it um so for those of the for everybody listening to this whether you're on youtube whether you're on spotify apple whatever it is i will be leaving links to uh philippe's um sort of like tags his instagram and all that good stuff give him a follow give him a follow it's um utilize his services that he's got there it, it really is powerful powerful stuff um but yeah thank you for coming on brother i really do appreciate it um and for yeah, those of you who listen to this uh thank you for tuning into another episode i am going to be getting a couple of other people more onto the onto the podcast as well we've got some big things happening um and just remember you know the minds the creator you are the observer and your life can change in an instant the moment that you decide to change peace out wait man peace out <laughs>